Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Standing on the North Bank podcast from Wales Online. Uh, my name is Matt Davis and today I'm joined by Andrew Gwillem and a guest appearance from Josh Kilminster. Uh, morning, gents. Morning. Okay. Um, Right, uh, the only place to go then is to Liberty straight away. Um, the defeat to Spurs, it wasn't um, it wasn't a good performance really. Uh, I I kind of thought that Swansea paid them too much respect for. What do you think? Um, well, to be fair, I mean Swansea actually started in reasonably well. You know, Abraham um, you know, turned Sanchez in the other sort of half chance for Nathan Dyer. But I think once the first goal went in, you know the the intensity of the performance dropped off. Um, and it was, you know, it was a really, dis- really disappointing performance. You know, Swansea haven't been that far in the competition in 54 years. There's a semi-final at Wembley to be played for, um, and it was quite a meek uh, sort of performance, wasn't it? You know, Spurs I think were were very good, but they were they were barely troubled. You know, in, in boxing terms, you know, Swansea didn't land a glove on them. And I think when you go to home quarter final, I think the very least you would hope as a supporter is that. You would give it a go, you know, and you yeah. would and you would cause the opposition some trouble, even if they end up coming out on top. But I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was as comfortable an afternoon as Tottenham could really have hoped for, you know. And given there was pressure on them because it's the only silverware that they can look to win this season, and you know, questions have been asked about them being the nearly men yeah. uh, of English football, and uh, you know, the Swansea just never, never trouble them. So, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to say, I know. People say Premier League survival is the priority, but opportunities for big days out of Wembley and to win major silverware, you know, they're not they're not all that regular occurrences. And like, uh, really disappointing afternoon, I thought. I think the whole event, the, ahead, I think the whole event from the off, it was underwhelming. From well, straight from the off, the stadium didn't sell out for starters, which was I found quite surprising considering prices were cut for the tickets. But as soon as the first goal went in, I think the atmosphere was completely flat. I think they they start they started well. Um, I kind of thought, well, they looked looked up for this. Um, Tammy Abraham and and, and Nathan Dyer were, ch- were chasing down balls, but that intensity in that first ten minutes was yeah. just just went pretty much. Well, after the, the opening quarter quarter of an hour, um, it was it was a shame really because, as you said, to get to this stage, you want to be able to see this 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 team. Really putting in uh, a, a shift, and I don't know. You had it in your ratings, Alfie Mawson, probably the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I th- oh, well, yeah, I thought he was. You know, I thought he, I thought he played probably as well as anyone. But there wasn't a great deal of competition, was there? You know, um, Nordfeld made a couple of excellent saves, uh, one from Eriksson and uh, one from Dyer. But across the board, you know, Swansea were really off the pace. There was a real lack of edge. To that performance, and you do sort of wonder if being removed from the high pressure scenario that a relegation fight is, and you know, effectively needing something every week, whether that was a factor, you know, I don't know. But there was there was a real drop, a real drop off in intensity, which was, 
you know, as, you know, which is a pity. You know, I, I, you know, as I said before, I just think that, you know, interviewed Barry Jones last week. who was part of that 1964 yeah. side. You know, you, and you know, a guy there who'd kept all the pictures from his time with Swansea, you know, he, he cherished the memories of being involved in an occasion like that. And, you know, you just think, I think some of those players might come to look back at the end of their careers, when maybe when they've not won anything and they've not experienced some of the big days that are available in a football career, and they might just think, well, that was a, that was a chance that we let go far too easily. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that when you look at the team that started up against Tottenham on the weekend, you think... There aren't many players in that team who think they all get a better chance than this to win a cup. This could have been the likes of Tom Carroll, who had an absolute shocker against his old side. I, this could have been his best chance to win, as much as he, some people don't think the FA Cup is a big competition anymore, but it was his, might be his only chance to win a big trophy like that. And the other thing is that some of those players, that, might be, that could be it for them this season. You know, the Cup has given them an avenue to perform and try and impress the manager... That, that that is now gone. You know, if yeah. you you know they were given the chance, they were a couple of injuries, cap tie, suspension. You know, the opportunities there, and there were there were a few guys there who that that might well be it for them. They they will now spend the rest of the season watching on rather than being involved. I think you talk about that with Kyle Bartley. I was really disappointed in it with him because he had such a good year last year with Leeds. There's still Leeds fans. You you look on Twitter now and they say, oh, we want Kyle Bartley back. Um, when under Claremont before his injury was brilliant when he first came in and there was at some points I think maybe he might put, push Fernandez out of the side but then he got injured and he's come back now and he was probably one of the lowest rated players yeah I, I think the, the centre back certainly didn't cover themselves with any any glory especially not for the uh, the, fir- the first two goals but I, I've, I've written a piece that's just gone live on the site now the, the Swansea's midfield it just was pretty non-existent I thought um, especially Especially for that first goal, they, you know the defence backed off and off and off. But Eriksson, I know he's a superb player, but managed to find space in that sort of ten yards between the back line and the midfield. I just think that the, maybe the midfielders kind of just went a bit awol for, well, Sp- for Spurs, the majority of the afternoon. Spurs certainly found it very very easy to come by room between those lines between the you know, the back five, if you want to call it, and the. And the midfielder sitting in front of it, you know, um, you know, Lamella Eriksson, they were just a constant threat and a constant nuisance. And yeah, you know, I think you know, you're quite right. They won't, they won't really picked up. You know, I think the first goal, you know, it, it's it's kind of Swansea have just lost possession. You know, Lamella taking the ball off Olsen, but you know, Eriksson didn't have to work hard to find his room there. He just he just got up in support with Lamella. It was a simple pass. No one comes out to close him down, and you know, you give a player of that quality. That's at a time, and that's what they're capable of. That's what can happen. I think the thing that worried me most was that once that had happened, it continued to happen mm. for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. You know, Lamella's goal, similar sort of thing. You know, Tom Carroll rather half-heartedly tries to bring him down, yeah. ends up not really doing anything. No one comes out to put pressure on him. He puts the ball in the bottom corner. You know, Ericsson hits the bar. Again, no one's gone out to put pressure on him. Nordfeld has to save from Dyer. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a, there was an endless stream of instances where no one went out to put pressure on the on the guy with the ball, and you know, and the Swansea were surprised when either the ball went in or or the keeper was having to scramble to make a save. I think when you do play with five defenders like that, which it, as much as you can say, oh, we had wing backs, it was a five man defence for the entire game. When you play with three central defenders, one of them has to act as a stopper, and they have to step up in space of sometimes as a defensive midfielder 
but I think it yeah. was more or less a flat back five apart from the wing backs did press forward now and then but the gap between the central defence and the central midfield was it was ridiculous if I play devil's advocate here I suppose we, we've got, we have got to remember that Spurs are extremely yeah. oh, course, extremely yeah. good team um, and also that, that Swansea have got got bigger bigger fish to fry but it was disappointing it seems to be that mine, mines were perhaps elsewhere and you know they're not going to get to this get into this stage of the competition it is, isn't it's by far a given every every season um, in the aftermath um, uh, Gwil um, Carval talked about the cup tide rule which prevented him from being able to pick uh, Andre Ayew and um, uh, Andy King w- would they have made a difference do you think for to to the performance and the result. I mean, when you've lost three 0 it's hard. You know, yeah. it's hard to say that <laughs> two guys would have turned that game around. I, I, I think maybe not. I'm not sure they would have made a difference on the day, given the general sort of malaise of that performance. Yeah. But I think it would have given Carvajal more options to play with in an attacking sense. You know, um, you looked at the bench, and in terms of what he could do at half time, you know, he bought Narsing on. Uh, for Kyle Norton, but there wasn't a great deal else he could genuinely hope to do in order to turn that game around. Mm. I think just those extra two bodies, you know, on EU and King have made an impact since they came in in January. You know, I think that that would have offered him something, and it would it would have just given him a means to change things more when they weren't going well. Um, and you know, I have to, I actually agree with him. I, you know, I, you know, like I say, I don't think it made the difference between Swansea losing or not on the weekend, but. You know they've they've played for other clubs in the Premier League all season, and they've made the move and they're able to continue playing in the Premier League. Why does that not apply to the cup? You know it's a rule that's been around since before the January transfer window came into existence. You know it it just feels a bit unnecessary. You know and you know people would make the point. Well, what if with Andy King being on loan? What if they'd drawn Leicester? Well, under his loan agreement, he wouldn't be able to play against Leicester. But why shouldn't he be able to play against? Against other sides, you know, I just um, I, I do feel that is something that could do with a, a rethink, yeah. you know, and uh, moving forward. I think with and like with Andy King, as you said, the only appearance he's made for Leicester in the FA Cup this year was in their third round mm. first leg in their nil nil draw with Fleetwood. And to think, as much as say Andy King wouldn't have made a difference if he'd started today, because I thought we were outclassed in more elements than that. But a nil nil draw with Fleetwood stopped him being able to play with us on the weekend so. yeah I, I don't really see the see the benefit and probably agree with Carlos there um, making a bit more of the um, of the Andy King point um, with Swansea's midfield injuries now his his sort of signing looks even more uh, relevant I suppose by the week uh, yeah. what, have, what have you made of him so far you know he's, he's, as he's shown for Wales he's a steady steady player yeah, I think he's done pretty well, isn't he? You know, um, I thought the West Ham game in particular, uh, you know, in a very good all-round performance. But I thought he showed what he brings. You know, he he was that anchor in midfield. He allowed Lucas and Key either side of him to to really push on into more advanced areas. He's got a good physical presence. You know, he's quite a big guy. He's not easily hassled and hurried off the ball. Um, and he can and he can nip in with a goal of with goals of his own. You know, he's got decent instincts in the area. You know, short close range finish for his goal there and you know he, mu- he mucked in and did his you know did more than his share against Huddersfield um, a week later so I think so far he's, he's done pretty decent you know I, I, 
I'm not, you know, I'm not, not going to go overboard about it, but I think you can see what he brings. You can see why he was signed in January, and I, you know, I think at the time there was a bit of bit of confusion as to why Swansea had gone for him when they had a deal for Lazar Markovic, you know, yeah. the Liverpool winger lined up. But you no, know, clearly Swansea are not playing a formation where they make use of wingers; they use wing backs. And they, you know, they've, they've needed the extra body in midfield. You know, obviously, Leroy Fur's injury and uh, the likes of uh, Messer going out on loan. You know, Swansea have reason to be thankful they did bring him in. He, I think he's been a he's been a good acquisition, and you know, hopefully, he can continue to do a good job for them over the rest of the survival fight. And what do you think, Josh, of of, of King so far? He's, he's he has he did mention or hint at that he would would like to perhaps extend his stay if things went well here do you think that would be an option yeah well I think he's done really well since he's coming it's, it's hard to judge him yet because he had a really good game against West Ham where West Ham were absolutely dire mm. and against Huddersfield he was well he, he, he played well but to go down to 10 men within the first 15 minutes it's always going to be hard for it's, a central midfielder to put, put his stamp on that game yeah you can't really judge him on, on, on that on that game because no. it was it, it was very hard game to judge any of them on other than being a, a good collective performance but yeah I, I, I tend to agree I think King has, has brought a, a calmness and a bit of a assuredness to that um, that engine room when it's it's most needed I mean it's worth remembering that you're talking about a guy there who okay he's won a Premier League title with Leicester but the season before they won yeah. the title everyone will remember you know just what a mess they were in and they got out of trouble so yeah. in that sense he's also a guy who knows what it takes when you are battling to stay in the top flight? No, I think looking forward to next season, I think if it was an option to make his deal permanent, I think it'd be a relatively low-cost deal, which suits all parties in terms of costs. And I think even if we signed him as a backup, I think he'd be happy to come here and fight for his place again next season. And I think with Ki Sung Young, his contract's up at the end of the season, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, but it could be a really good option for us to extend it I think so. Um, well, let's let's talk about Key now. I mean, he's he's been he's a player that Carvajal seems to trust, and he's he's very much part of the plans. As soon as the um, the uh, the new manager came in, he was very much a, a, a fixture, and has has been really since since December. Um, as you said, Josh, out of contract. Um, Rumours about move, uh, moves to to Italy and, and to the San Siro. Do you think they should be um, talking with him? No. Think? Uh, I think well, you mentioned that you think Carvajal trusts him I think, I think that's been a big problem with Key. I think he is an inconsistent player I think he's shown that one season a few years ago when he won our um, player of the season at the end of the year he was outstanding but then he has he'll have two or three games where he's really good and then he'll have five or six where he's not he's, trust is a big thing with him I think I think he's been really good under Carvajal so far but whether that's worth it's almost taking a risk on signing him on a new contract because he could be awful for the next two years. You never know with him. Yeah, I think well, that's a fair point. You, you know, he has played very well under Carvajal, but there is that nagging thing of well, he's playing well because he's he's playing for a contract, whether it be here or somewhere else. And the, and the greater challenge is, can you produce that form consistently over a longer period of time? He did in that year under Gary Monk, where he was absolutely fantastic after being brought back from Sunderland, where he'd been on loan. 
but he has been inconsistent. You know, I don't think anyone would doubt that there is a good, really good Premier League midfielder there, mm. and he's a very classy player when he's on form. But we probably haven't seen it often enough no. over the last two or two or three seasons. You know, in terms of his contract, you know, I mean, f- from what I can gather, it, it it's his. It's very much his call that he would prefer to wait until it's all done and dusted. You know, there's probably an element of that being that if he signs a new contract, and Swansea go down. Yeah. Doesn't want to have tied himself maybe to having to play in the championship. Um, you know, I think initial discussions were held as long ago as November, but obviously in you know in the situation Swansea were in at that time, and even though they've improved, they continue to be in. Um, you know, I think for better or for worse, there is a feeling that it'd be better to sort it out at the at the end of the season once the full picture is known. I mean, he has been on Swansea's books for six years. Which is a long time, yeah. you know. That's a long in the modern game. It's it's okay, unusual it's for players to to spend so long with one club. You know, we, we we'll see what happens. But I mean, I've, pro- my gut, my gut, my gut tells me I think yeah, we might find that he moves on in the summer. I mean, he's probably spent the best part of a decade in British football, I suppose. Well, After yeah. Celtic, so perhaps he he, he may look uh, to to the continent, perhaps a, a, a different challenge. Um, I want to have a, a little chat about um, Oliver McBurney, if, if possible. Um, a player, obviously, still on the on the books at, at other Liberty, but not not here at the moment. Um, doing doing really well for Barnsley. Um, six goals in 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 eight games. They're going to have to have a, a a serious think about what to do with McBurney next season, aren't they? I think because he seems to be almost. Too good for the, the the championship, perhaps just lacking um, a bit of experience at Premier League level. But what do you think? What do you think will happen next season with with him? Well, again, that will depend on, on what on, division, division Swansea are in. Yeah, I mean, I, first thing I would say is I'm I'm chuffed for for Ollie. Um, you know, covered the 23s quite a bit, and you know he's a really good really good guy as well as being a good player. And you know I know how disappointed he was when that. Loan move to Barnsley fell through initially in August. He was had to bide his time, but worked hard. Got into the first team setup. You know, played such an important role in that win at Watford in mm. Carvalho's first game in charge. And you know, he, he deserves it. You know, he's always had that knack and understanding of where he needs to be to score a goal. His instincts, you know, are faultless in that regard. He's always been very good at that. I think the all-round game that's starting to come together for him. The bits he knows he's needed to work on. And you couldn't want for better, could you? you know, he's, he's wanted this move, the chance to play regular first-team football, and he's taken it with both hands. And you got to say, you know, if 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 he's, it's not enough to keep Barnsley in the Championship, you know, the person who uh, didn't sign the, the necessary paperwork properly uh, in August, uh, you know, they're going to have reasons to rue the fact that they they were without him for so long because you know they could have had him for the whole year and the form he's in, and you just think of the difference, uh, the difference he could have made, you know, and the first Scotland call-up as well, which. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's a fantastic accolade for him, and I'm I'm sure he's very proud of that, and he and he deserves it. And I still think he has a, he has a future at Swansea. You know, he's still a relatively young guy, 21 years old, still developing. You know, um, but again, I I do think it'll probably in terms of what happens next season, it's probably going to depend what division Swansea are in. I think he's got a year left in his contract. Is he after yeah. this? Yeah, I think it's an option. Yeah, I think. If he does come back to Swansea at the end of the season, I think that contract's going to have to be looked at mm. because I've got no doubt he'll d- rightly demand a pay rise on that. 
because well, there'd be, and you think there'd be interest. There'd be, yeah, there would, you know, be, interest, interest, there'd be interest, interest from yeah. the Eastern Championship. His value will have shot up now from from January to now. His value will have shot up. Well, I think if you if you score goals in in the Championship, you're always going to be coveted. I mean, Leeds are rumoured to be be tracking him. Um, but as 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 you say, Grill, it will depend on 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 what division Swansea find themselves um, next season. Um, I think he's he's certainly not doing Tammy Abraham any favours with all the goals he's scored, <laughs> because Tammy he's been struggling in front of goal recently, and you think would McBurney do a better job? It's hard to say because obviously Tammy was so good in the Championship last season. It's a completely different level. You see so many strikers come up from the Championship. Look at Patrick Bamford, a famous example, scoring goals for fun for Middlesbrough in the Championship, but he's never been able to cut it in the Premier League. I think the interesting thing about Ollie is he's doing that in a side who have been struggling for a lot of the season. Yeah, you know, it's not like he's walked into a side that are in the playoffs or going for automatic promotion. You know, he's coming to a side probably a bit low in confidence. You know, changed the manager pretty soon after he arrived, but he's got in. He's got got the job done. Um, I think that. I think that in itself is very impressive because that's uh, you know that's not an easy thing to do. Being played in a whole new position as well. Yeah, exactly. Being played yeah, out on the right or the left. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's 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 done well. And as as you say, well, it's nice to see him doing well because he's such a a nice guy as well. Um, some more good news that came out of Liberty this week: um, Alfie Mawson uh, getting called up by England and and Connor Roberts as well, who's who's had a whirlwind three yeah. months really, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Uh, it's it's good to see as well, you know. A bit of, and it's also nice to have a, a Welsh player, uh, yeah, a Swansea player um, in the in the in the Wales squad. Yeah, well, particularly a guy who has come through the academy system at Swansea as well. You know, I think you know Ben, you know Ben Davis and Joe Allen would be the the two most recent examples of that. You know, well, well done to Connor because you know I think he would have he would have been thinking at Middlesbrough not playing, and he probably would have thought his chance at Swansea had come and gone. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, a couple of injuries, the recall, chance to play in the game against Wolves, and he's taken the opportunity with both hands, which is all you can ask of anyone when they're thrown in in a situation like that. And I think he's been very good, and I will say, I thought he was unfortunate not to start on Saturday. To be perfectly honest, me, with me you. too. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I was very surprised, especially because that. you know, it's not as if Kyle Norton played particularly well. You know, given the way he played on the weekend, why would Connor have done any worse? Mm. I don't think probably they would have done better. And also how Carl Morton perhaps has, has, has played over a longer stretch than than just on on the day as it's, well. Uh, but it's a great look. It's, that's a great opportunity for Carl, isn't it? You go away to you know to China. You know it's a, it's a bit like a tour environment more than an international friendly environment. Yeah. And you know you get to get to work along you know, guys like Gareth Bale and obviously working with Giggs as the new manager. You know p- perfect platform to sort of set yourself up in front of the new national manager and show what you can do there. You know, and hopefully he can be involved in the setup beyond that. And you know, in terms of Alfie, fully de- I think fully deserved. You know, one of the form English centre halves in the Premier League. I think he's got a genuine chance to go to Russia. In in my yeah. opinion, I think if he impresses in the next fortnight, he'll probably well, hopefully start at least one of the friendlies for Southgate. The the other set other English centre backs aren't exactly pulling up trees. Yeah. I do think he has a, a genuine chance to be on that plane. Yeah, I think it all depends on whether Southgate has it in him to leave the likes of Chris Bolin out of a World Cup squad. I think 
for now, because he said he's um, he's called up the likes of Alfie Mawson and is it uh, James Tarkowski from yeah. Burnley? Yeah. I think he said he's called them up because he wants to have a look at them. Whether whether that means he may revert back to the likes of Smalling and Phil Jones when they're well, when Phil Jones, when Phil Jones is fit, mm. they may put push Alfie back down the pecking order. But he definitely deserves his, he deserves a cap anyway, at the very least. Yeah, I think the way he's performed under Carvajal has been very impressive, and you know he's not he's not had it all his own way. You know, I think he would be the first to admit that there were times in the first half of the season where, you know, there were mistakes. He didn't quite didn't quite look at the same level as we'd seen in the second half of last season. You know, I don't know if there was a an element of a hangover after playing for England in the twenty one Euros, maybe, yeah. and it, it took him a bit of time to get back from that. But you know, he is he's back playing. At the level we know he's capable of, and he's he's been able to bounce back from that little bit of a struggle he'd had, which I think shows, you know, shows a lot of character to be able to deal with that. Um, yeah, and look, hopefully he takes his chance. You know, it's, you know, like a bit like we were talking about the FA Cup earlier. How many how many times in a career do you genuinely have the chance to go to a World Cup? Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. the biggest show in town, isn't it? Global showpiece. Yeah, I'm sure Swansea maybe might not want him to go because uh, <laughs> they put him in the shop window Something for a few more yeah. people, but. You know, for for him, it, it it's a major opportunity, and um, you know, I'm sure he'd be looking to take it because, you know, you know, you're not always in, you're not always going to be in the sort of form or fitness that allows you to go to a World Cup. You know, it's it's been the the right guy in the right form at the right time, and you know, hopefully for Alfie, um, you know, this uh, this is that time for him. Yeah, I think with him as well, there's talk that Southgate is looking to play with three yeah. central yeah. defenders, yeah. and Carvajal said in his press conference the other day that. Alfie Mawson is the ideal player to play on that left-hand side. He's got the agility of a full-back, he's got a passing range of a central midfielder, and he's got the strength of an um, out-and-out centre-half. Yeah, no, uh, no mean feat to be playing on the left when you're right-footed. Yeah. Well, like it shows, and to look, and to yeah. look at ease there. Shows how balanced he is. Um, so there's, there's two weeks now until the next next game. Uh, United, United away. United away. Um, will... Um, Renato Sanchez be possibly back in the fold by the end of the month. I mean, he just seems to be a, a, a man that uh, we've completely forgotten about. To be honest, yeah, I mean, there'll be uh, there'll be an update on him going uh, going on the uh, on the website a bit later on. But Carvalho saying he's not not actually back in training yet. Mm. Um, there's not been a decision taken on when he will resume training. The only word at the moment is it'll be before the end of the month. Obviously, the United game is the last day of the month. It's probably going to depend, isn't it? You know, I Given he hasn't played since, I think I'm right in saying it was the original tie against Notts County. Yeah, that's a long time without any football. Yeah. So, I think you might what you might find is that he's back in training, but he's maybe not quite ready for the game at Old Trafford. Um, you know, Swansea could do with having another another midfield option. They are a little bit stretched, as we touched yeah. on. We touched on earlier, um, but obviously they they need him to find some semblance of. Yeah form and composure which has maybe been well not maybe has been lacking for so much of the season I, the frustration is that we should really be talking about him coming back as being a major boost mm. you know when you think of the excitement that we all felt when he signed at the end of the summer window you know the, the notion that Ronaldo Sanchez coming back from injury would be viewed just as well so what yeah. you know it, 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 he wouldn't have thought that would be the case but at the moment, whether he's fit or not, you probably wouldn't put him in your first choice 
No, I think especially so, now, now we've been knocked out of the FA Cup, it's only survival we've got to fight for. I think he's going to find it harder than he might expect to get back into that team, even into that squad. And especially now we've brought Andy King back. Yes, Leroy Fears out injured, and he's yeah. a good option as an attacking midfielder, Renato Sanchez, but I don't think Carvajal particularly needs that number 10 in and around his in his, his formation. Yeah. I don't think he, if it, I don't think he fits in. I mean, you know, Josh, you talked about trust earlier when we were talking about Key. Could you trust could you trust putting Renato Sanchez in ahead of Key, Klukas or King? That and that he would he would do the job required. Yeah. You know, on the evidence of the balance of the season. Yeah, you know, he's at his high points. But on the balance of the season you, you couldn't be sure that uh, that'll be the case. Let's let's finish then by looking at the um the relegation picture. Um think West Brom are gone? In my eyes, I think they are. I think they've been gone for a while. Yeah. You know, that was eight in a row, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, I think they are. And that's a big blow as well, to lose so late on in the game. Yeah. Mentally, that'll be huge, both for Pardew and then well, the whole squad. You know, I think the, t- the turnaround you're talking about being required there, very hard to see where it's coming from. You know, if to lose eight on eight on the spin, and I mean, what, what's their gap? Is it eight points? They're, uh, they're, they're ten points away from, from safety. I can just, I, no. I just can't see it. Uh, and you never, you never know. You know Stranger things have happened, but, but I, no, I, 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 you I do begin to think that they are, they are adrift and they are, they are done. You know, and, um, I think the fact that Pardy was still there, as we're speaking now, uh, probably suggests that maybe they realise that they're not going to be able to get anyone in to sort it out yeah. now. They just need to see out the season and and start again. You know, I think there's a bit of talk about Michael Appleton. Maybe going there as head coach and trying to help them to come back up. You know, it does have the feeling that they are, they are just running out the clock and yeah. make a change and start again. Stoke seems to be in some sort of tailspin. I mean, Charlie Adams tackle is yeah. a brainless one and and probably cost cost them the game. And I do feel that that this could be Stoke. This could be Stoke's year. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you look at some of the recent things that have happened to them. You know, Adam missed a penalty against Brighton in stoppage time. You know, you've got Butland, you know, made a horrendous error against Leicester that cost them points. And now, you know, I mean, Everton's away record has been absolutely dreadful. I'm sure Stoke and Paul Lambert would have targeted that game at the weekend. And they've come away with nothing. And, yeah. and as you said, Matt, you, you do start to talk those little things up and wonder... Is their is their number up? Mm. You know, I mean, it's far. You know, it's far from done. I mean, they've got a bit of a difficult run. I think four of their last seven games are against sides in the top seven. Um, it's 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 far from done, isn't it? You know, I mean, I think from Swansea's point of view, what you would say is that the weekend probably went about as well as it could have in that respect. Yeah. You know, Stoke lost, West Brom lost, and you know, I know Palace obviously won, but by extension, that keeps Huddersfield down there as well um, I mean obviously the, the big thing would be what the situation is after the United game with Swansea then having to go to the Hawthorns a week later yeah. I think that third spot really is well you just don't know who it could, it could be one of five or six teams I think and we're all the way up to probably Brighton in 12th I think so there's going to be certainly some twists and turns. Eight games to go, is that right? Eight for the Swans. Eight for yeah, the Swans. Just the there. Yes. It'd be interesting to see what happens with Southampton as well, mm. because obviously Mark Hughes has come in. Decent 2-0 win over Wigan in the FA Cup. 
will the FA Cup, we, what we spoke about earlier, will it be a hindrance to their survival? Who knows? It, it could quite quite possibly be, but um, there's certainly going to be a, a, a fair few twists and turns to go before the end of uh, before the end of May. Um, I, mean, I think thing to remember is you know obviously we've spoken about the FA Cup defeat and that you know it was a disappointing performance. There's no two ways about that. But I think you know it's important to put in some sort of context as well and just remember that you know that that is only the third defeat in 17 games under Carvajal. Um, you know two of them against obviously what is yes. a very very good Tottenham side. So as disappointing as it was, you know I, I don't think you know I, I don't think at the moment there's any reason to fear that's going to be anything other than an aberration and uh, you know bad days bad days do happen for any side you know you've only got to look at uh, you know Man United in the Champions League last week it, it, it can happen to any side but I think the overall picture is still far more positive um, there's still work to be done you know we're a long way from saying oh yeah Swansea going to be safe but I think the overall picture is still reasonably positive yeah yeah I definitely agree with that Cool. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, just a bit of housekeeping, as as I always do. Um, get all your Swansea news on Wales Online. Uh, the Twitter account is Swansea City Live, and uh, and search for us on Facebook. Uh, right. Thanks very much, gents. Cheers.